0: Welcome! This is Jessica Ortner, and our time together is dedicated to feeling good within all of life's complexities. We'll be going on a wandering path, exploring topics like spirituality, productivity, and personal fulfillment. Because happiness is not a destination. It's an adventure. So welcome to Adventures in Happiness. Hello, hello, and welcome. This is actually the second episode of this little mini-series that we're doing. I don't know if you'd even call it a mi- mini-series, but the title of the show is What We're Into, where we share the latest books, and basically what we're into. Nick, welcome back.
1: Jess, I didn't know we are doing a mini-series. This well,
0: it's like, yeah, it's a series within, is this like a series. Is like,
1: like Downton Abbey? Kind of oh, I
0: love that show! I wish we were definitely not that entertaining. <laughs> um, and I don't know.
1: Is it, when's the new season? Isn't the new season coming back soon?
0: I don't know. I watched it all on Amazon Prime. I didn't. I think,
1: I, w- I think it's the last season coming up too. So, um, yeah, I I enjoyed that show until one character died, which I thought was really silly. But I'm not going to say who in case people haven't watched it.
0: Well, and the, but then it gets better again. But you know. I, when I know a series is going to end, I do this as books. Like, I love the Ken Follett trilogy, yep. where um, the first one is Winter of the World. It's one of my favorite historical fiction books. And the third one came out, and I ordered it like a year in advance. And then it took me a year until I started to read it because I, I just kept holding it off for the perfect. Time, the perfect moment to read it because I just didn't want these characters to end.
1: I know, I know. But you know what? Here's the other thing that I found, and I've done this with a couple of series. If you read them again five or ten years later, you don't remember anything. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, which I don't know if it's good or bad, but I guarantee you, you read Winter of the World five years from now, you just, it'll be all fresh. You'll have little hints like, oh, I remember this character. But a lot of the plot points and the entertainment just, you know, happens all over again. Right.
0: So. It's true. I feel like it's worth mentioning, if you are brand new to this podcast, welcome. If you don't know who we are, you probably won't find this episode very interesting. But there's other great episodes where we interview guests. But I am talking to my brother, Nick. And Nick, your latest news, which everybody, we talk about right, it almost... But
1: shouldn't we say, like, who we are? Like, I mean, just... I know we're talking <laughs> with my brother, but I don't know. You're saying New York
0: Times, best selling author. Well, uh,
1: uh, not even that. I'm just saying, like, look, we, you know, um, thetappingsolution.com is the main thing that we do. We teach a technique called EFT tapping, and we do this podcast for fun, basically.
0: Exactly. That's,
1: that's what I'm saying. And this <laughs> podcast is Adventures and Happiness, where we explore all things. What's our tagline? What's, I forget it.
0: I, I forgot it too. I, I got to oh, look fine. it up. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, come on. It's something like, about productivity, it, spirituality. It's and-
0: a wandering. It's like something like a wandering path through productivity, spirituality, and personal development, or something like something like we that.
1: Really know our own tagline,
0: <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> whatever. Oh, it's man. whatever, whatever we want. But really, it's it's all about what is making us uh, feel happy. Let's we 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 spend a lot of time focusing on what makes us feel miserable and complaining. Let's spend more time focusing on what makes us happy. So. I want to talk about what books you're into, but also, I've we've talked a little bit about how you're a new dad, your first time dad. June was born in at the very end of May, almost a June baby, not quite.
1: Yeah, we messed up the name. We thought it was June. <laughs> it's just kind of embarrassing. It was, her
0: name's supposed to be May, Nick. It's supposed yeah, to be May. June,
1: June born in May. I say to people.
0: Um, but what's it? What's it like? Is it what you expected? Is it easier? Is it harder? What have you learned about yourself?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Uh, easier or harder? Hmm. You know, I don't know if I thought about it so much to answer that question. Uh, and I don't even, I, I. I can't call it hard because, yeah, there are hard moments. I mean, there's times when it's like she's woken up for the third time after putting her down to sleep, and you're like, okay, I need to do more squats. It's the squats that put her down to sleep when I do these drops with her and my legs are achy and I'm tired and I want to do my own thing. So that can be challenging. But even that, I mean, I, I, it's all a matter of perspective. Let's put it that way. You can you can go into that bedroom for the third time and be like, oh, I can't believe I have to do this. Or you can say, what a gift that I get to take care of this baby and that um, I get to nurture her and and do what needs to be done. So that's, I mean, I think that's the attitude I've been taking. In the early morning wake-ups, I'm like, great. Let's um, let's get up early and, and get more things done. The other thing too, and, and maybe this has been a key. I mean, first off, I, I, I completely acknowledge that I am a first time dad with a tremendous amount of freedom. It's like, I don't go into work. I work from home. I can set my own schedule. I'm busy, but if I don't want to do something on a particular day, I don't have to. So that is crucial. And I can't imagine the challenge that You know, parents, if there's one parent working or both parents are working and there's more financial constraints, all of that adds to the burden. So I think I'm coming in with a very clean, peaceful slate, I guess. Um, So that certainly makes it easier. And then the other thing is that I've made a big effort to sort of integrate having her with my life. Um, As you know, Jess, I'll often call you and make other business calls when I have her on me and a little snuggly. So if my wife Brennan needs a break, I'll take June and put her in the snuggly and make business phone calls. And if she happens to make noise or cry during those calls, I don't really care. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing it on recorded interviews, Though I did have her. Didn't I have her the last podcast we did? And she you was did. Sleeping? Yeah.
0: When I called you on the phone.
1: Yeah. So look, I think sometimes you just have to say, Hey, this is the way I'm living my life. And, uh, this is part of it. And if, uh, a baby making a little noise is bothering you, then maybe we shouldn't be talking. You know? Right.
0: Well, there's a level of acceptance to the situation. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. So I'm loving it. I feel like I've got the dad gene. Um, uh, we have a great time together. She is the cutest, of course. I'm biased, but um, but I'm really enjoying it. So Nice.
0: Nice. Okay, so what you're into, what books are you reading that you think other people should
1: check right. out? On my desk right now. Um, I am rereading I Can See Clearly Now by our dear friend, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Dearly departed friend, he passed away, I don't know, a week and a half ago now. And um, I'm just re diving into his material. He's been a big influence in my life. He's become a personal friend the last couple of years. So it's nice to just connect again, listening to a bunch of his audios and reading his book. I'm also. I'm honored to be speaking at a Hay House event a week from now in Orlando where on Friday night they're doing a tribute to Wayne when Wayne would have been speaking. He was scheduled to speak during, um, during that Friday evening. And instead they're going to show clips of him speaking and then other speakers are going to talk and, uh, literally probably my, the greatest life honor that I've ever been given to speak at his, uh, tribute memorial and, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So I'm just sort of immersing myself in Wayne that way. On that Friday night, I can share whatever comes to my heart. So, uh, so that's on my desk. Uh, do you want to hear more?
0: Well, one thing about Wayne. Yeah. So you, I know Wayne uh, was a close friend, and you before you even met Wayne personally, you were reading his books. Now that you're revisiting them, has anything stood out that didn't catch your attention before?
1: Oh, that's so hard to tell because I think, I mean, the fact that we were friends is almost irrelevant in how I'm looking at the work. Um, Certainly, it's nice just to have a deeper connection. And and as I read, I can see clearly now, which is his memoir of sorts. It's nice knowing him personally. I think it gives me a little more insight into it. Um, But I feel like whenever you pick up you know, a piece of work, even a a week later, it's different and you pick up something else. Um, So, yeah, nothing really stands out. I mean, well, I'll tell you this much. It's just it's just like uh, watching rereading those books five or 10 years from now or watching Downton Abbey a decade from now. It all feels new again, which I think is kind of exciting. I don't take it as like, well, I guess I didn't learn anything. Um. I take it as we're, we're different in every moment, and we pull out new insights from it. So. Well, that
0: said, I mean, I remember reading Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen in high school and thinking it was just torture, just brutal. I didn't understand what was going on, and I hated it. And then I read it later as an adult, and I read it. It's a book. For some reason, I just go back to it all of the time. Mm. But I couldn't... When I was 17, I, I didn't get it. I don't think I had the just the, the background the life experience to be able to relate
1: what's your favorite movie version
0: people are going to yell at me okay Uh-oh. when I say Uh-oh. this people are gonna be disappointed with me but I don't care the Kira Knightley one the I cinemato- knew you were say that. the cinematography I knew you were say is so good and oh, I just I love that version I thought it was to say that I know
1: what, what What's the version that most people point to as like the best one? I don't even know. The I know Colin, there's like
0: um, what's his what's his the, the English Colin Firth. Yeah, the guy who's in every single movie. Like him, who him? There's like two English actors. I was talking about this to my boyfriend the other day that they're basically in every single film. It's Colin Firth and um, oh, what's what's his name? He was in Bridget Jones' Diary. He was the other Hugh, guy. Hugh
1: Grant. Hugh Grant. Jack- Hugh Grant. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Okay, he's Hugh. Australian.
0: Hugh Grant. Jess.
1: Jess, by the way, is horrible with names. I'm so
0: bad at the names. They're in every English film that I watch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But they
0: really are in a lot of films. Well, um, like,
1: like, um, uh, what's the what's the fantastic Christmas one?
0: Love oh, Actually.
1: Love Actually. Best movie I, ever. I if really you have, have
0: not seen Love Actually, you have to watch it. It's really, such a great who movie. Who
1: hasn't seen it? Oh, my gosh. Uh,
0: Lucas, my, my boyfriend when we met, hadn't seen it, and it was the first movie that I made him watch.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. Nice. Um, it's kind of like that, and I feel like When Harry Met Sally.
1: So are we doing movie reviews? I, well, I guess
0: pop- now. That's- I would say Love Actually, When Harry Met Sally, are just Essential. Yep. Yeah. And I love Gladiator. I know that's weird, but I love that <laughs> film.
1: No, come on. This is what you just said. Love Actually. This is like, Jess's top favorite three movies. Love Actually. Oh, When Harry Met Sally. Oh, what a classic. And then Gladiator. I'm
0: um, a Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> it's how I work. And then um, the other one is Finding Neverland.
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful movie, too. I love the that one, too.
0: I know it's it's all over the place. Okay, I want to talk about a book I'm reading. Or do you want to do you want to mention one more? That
1: that Tony Robbins' favorite movie is Gladiator. Oh, really? Yep.
0: See, brilliant minds think alike.
1: Yep. And I actually a friend of mine, and I have gotten Tony a present from the Gladiator movie he actually doesn't know yet I don't think he's listening to this (laughs) I
0: don't think he's listening to this podcast uh,
1: so yeah I'll, I'll say it we actually we were able to track down one of the swords the actual swords that Russell Crowe used in Gladiator and we bought the sword for him and we're getting it engraved and uh giving it to him so that
0: is so awesome yeah
1: he doesn't know. Don't don't tell him. <laughs>
0: yeah, no one tell him. If you're
1: listening, don't, don't tweet to Tony that he's getting the sword, please.
0: Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> going to say, how's anyone going to tell him? But they could tweet. They don't could tweet. Tweet. They <laughs> could
1: let the cat out of the bag. I need you to keep this secret.
0: We're all friends here.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what? what well, hold on. Do you want me to tell you other books I'm yeah, reading? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Other books. Um,
1: you know, the other one I'm reading, which I'm, I'm working through slowly, which I really like, is called The Body Keeps the Score and that's by Bessel van der Kolk, M.D., and it's actually a book about trauma. It's a big, thick book, but it's really interesting. It's about PTSD, trauma, different treatment options, and uh, I'm just kind of pouring through that to what I'm looking to do is both expand the work that we're doing with the Tapping Solution Foundation here in Newtown in Rwanda with trauma, but I'm also looking to explore it uh, to... the Let's put it this way to expand the disciplines, like I feel like it can be very easy to get caught up in one thing, right? Like tapping is what we do and what we're into, and we believe in it fully. Um, but it can be easy to be stuck in the same paradigm of thinking about. It the same way and doing the same thing. So I'm reading these other books, and it's not, and, and Bessel actually talks about EFT and EMDR and other things in his book. So it's not that far out there, but I'm looking to say, okay, what are the other disciplines that can, when combined with tapping, can create the best outcomes and results? And what are the things coming on the horizon that we don't know about? I feel like we're learning new information all the time, there's new breakthroughs. So really looking for the latest in brain science and research to. Uh, most expand and optimize the practice.
0: I love that. We've always been really clear from the beginning that we love tapping and we promote it and we teach it because it's one of the most powerful tools that we found. But if we find something more powerful or <laughs> if we find something that we can combine it, like our, our intention is not to spread tapping, it's to help people.
1: Exactly, whatever, whatever it takes. And then last one, and then because I could do 10 more, but uh, my current fiction read, I've always got something going. Um, it's, it's called Fool's Quest It's book two Of the Fits and the Fool trilogy By Robin Hobb
0: um, Wait say it again Because I want to write that down
1: Fool's Quest Book two Of the Fits and the Fool trilogy By Robin Hobb But don't This is, this is like eight books Into a, a series So you can't start with that
0: Well yeah Don't start with, the, with book two Well it's called no, book two No I know two. But
1: even Book two of this trilogy But there's previous trilogies Just go to Robin Hobb H-O-B-B And start Have you uh, read
0: all the other ones?
1: I have,
0: yeah. Oh, so good. I just actually finished reading the Ken Follett one, the third one. Okay. Oh, it was so good. I just wanted, I put it down, I wanted to stand up and start clapping in my bed. (laughs) It was so good. And you know, I know that you and Brenna, your wife, sometimes read fiction books together. And I think that's so brilliant because so often I'm reading a book and something happens and I just want to start to talk about it with someone.
1: Well, I understand
0: we, book clubs now.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. The thing is, we read them together, but I tend to stay up later and read faster, and it doesn't help. Obviously, hers a new mom, so I'm. I think I'm on book nine of this series. That you know, it says book two of the whole. Or even 10, and she's on, like, book two. So sometimes I outpace her a little bit with my fervor in reading these books.
0: So at least she gets to talk to you whenever she wants.
1: Exactly. You not so much. No, no. Uh,
0: Well, I'm just going to talk about one book that I'm reading, which is a book I feel like everybody's reading.
1: Surprise, surprise. Surprise. How how innovative, Jess, what you're about (laughs) to say. You've really found a gem.
0: Yeah, it's me and two million other people. Uh, are reading and literally it says number one New York Times bestseller two million copies sold the life-changing magic of tidying up the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing I spoke to a friend about it who bought it and she said to me she goes "Eh, I don't know about this book I feel like it's one of those books that everybody is buying and talking about but no one's actually reading it but I don't think that's totally true because I started to read it and it's, it's small, I'm, I mean, I only have like two chapters left. And basically this woman, Marie, she's from, she's Japanese, she's from Japan, and she teaches you how to tidy up. But her whole thing is that oftentimes we have so much stuff that we continuously try to tidy up And, you know, we've all been there. We spend some time cleaning and then we turn around and then we turn back to that space and it's all a mess again. And we're like, what just happened? You know, things get untidy so quickly. And so her whole thing is taking time out of your day to really organize, to get rid of things so that things stay tidier in a very effortless way. So you're not, you don't feel like you're always tidying up. And the, one of the biggest takeaways that, uh, that we did this weekend is you go and you get your clothes and you have to take all of your clothes out and you have to put it in one place. So you can't be standing in your closet looking at your clothes. You have to actually take it all out and have it in a different space. And she says when you do that, it gives you a better perspective. And what you do is you pick up every single article of clothes and you ask yourself, does this spark joy? And you just follow your intuition. If it doesn't spark joy, you give it away, and you can, you know, you can donate it, you can give it to a friend. And I noticed that there were things in my closet that I just never wear. Like there was this one really nice uh, workout top that I just never put on. Mm-hmm. And when I grabbed it and I asked myself, does it spark joy? The answer was no. And I realized that it was what I was wearing when someone broke up with me a few no. years ago. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's why I never put it on. Because I Whoa. have it has a negative energy to it. Yeah. And so I was like, I know it's new. I know it's a great top. I'm just going to donate it. Actually, I think I'm giving it to Brenna because she said she wanted it.
1: <laughs> um, oh, great. Give her the breakup top. She can,
0: she <laughs> can cleanse the breakup top. She's a married yeah. woman. It's not going to impact her. Uh, But, you know, little little things like that. And then with every chapter, it starts with clothes, then it goes to paper. And the biggest thing is you just don't realize how much you accumulate. And what's also very interesting is we tend to hold on to things for two reasons. One, because we're scared that we're going to need it in the future. But if you haven't needed it before, chances are you're not going to need it in the future. And a lot of times when we hold on to the things it's it's the scarcity mentality she doesn't say this in the book but i began to think about this i've never been to someone's house who was very someone who is very rich very affluent i've never been into the, a big house and found clutter mm. i find clutter in like i feel like we kind of we grow up with clutter um, i feel clutter in like smaller houses where where there's more struggle with finances I think part, part of it is because when you don't have a lot of money, you don't want to be wasteful. You know, you, you want to hold on to things. But the challenge is you're holding on to things that you don't need, and it's creating this heavy energy. And I think it also contributes to the lack mentality, this feeling in life that we have to hold on to things just in case. And just think of that mentality. I have to hold on just in case. It's, you know, you've, just saying that, you just feel tight. And uh, and it's uncomfortable. So I, I think there's a, a freedom in letting things go and kind of having that faith that you have what you need.
1: I love it. I, I wish you had this book in middle school. Um, <laughs> I knew so, you were going to bring this up. So you, so the bathroom that I had to share with you didn't have to be – I mean, I'm still traumatized by what that thing looked like. But <laughs> not good. I mean, it was it was gross.
0: Yeah well and one more so one more thing that was okay. like an aha moment is we also hold on to things because they remind us of a time in the past so you know we have this old thing that we got on vacation or or a gift so someone gave us a gift we've never used it we don't even like it we think it's ugly but we really love the person and it was a gift and we feel bad giving it away mm-hmm. she says take that and say thank you because the moment you the moment the real gift is the, re- the giving and the receiving." And yep. once that exchange is over, you can, you can honor that experience and get rid of what you no longer need.
1: Did you buy the book for mom? Uh,
0: we talked about this. You bought the book for mom and then it, it like bounced back. The order didn't go through. I told you to get it again.
1: Yeah, it didn't go through. But then I sort of took that as a sign that I was being a pain in the butt and it wasn't for me to buy it.
0: Well, then I talked to dad about it. And he said that he bought the book himself. Okay. And he's like, I've had the book, but I haven't read it. But, (laughs) (laughs) which is like, so many people do that. He's like, I have the book, I haven't read it. Uh, And I think I sent him pictures. Like, she also has this really cool way to fold your clothes so it's not messy. It's really easy. So, uh, we're actually having... A, I forgot what her thing is called. It's like the the Con Marie method. I'm having a Con Marie method party with my boyfriend. It's just the two of us, but I'm calling oh, that it. That
1: sounds a, like quite a party. I'm going
0: a party. I'm like, well,
1: your your new boyfriend is really <laughs> very like, excited about what you're doing.
0: I know. I'm like Saturday, we're doing this Saturday. We're gonna do it. He's like, all right. He he like he's neat, so he likes. He likes this. He likes this stuff. So I was like, "Are you excited? We'll do that on Saturday." He's like, "I don't know if I'm excited, but like, I think it's a good idea."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, so uh, seems like an angel to me. He's willing to have a organizing party with you.
0: His his nickname, well, that you gave him is Saint Lucas.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs)
0: Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a great book and I think especially as the season is changing, it's a great time to take stock of all the stuff that you have and begin to let things go. If you want more in your life, you got to make room for it.
1: I love it. I love it.
0: Well, I think that's it. So we talked movies, we talked books. Hopefully we inspired people to grab some good books and tidy up a little bit. Any final thoughts?
1: No. Thanks everyone for listening. And, uh, that's it.
0: we We love you we love you we have some amazing guests uh, ahead of us so make sure you subscribe and did i say that right subscribe make sure you subscribe and uh, let us know what you think if there is a book that you're reading right now and you're loving let us know on facebook and spread this around we do this for free because it's fun and we want to make sure that it's helping people so if you found this helpful tell your family and friends about it thank you very much i'll see you guys soon
1: bye bye next bye